Hello, good morning, and very, very warm welcome to today's pre-market trade plan live uh, trading session, which is your opportunity to um, to be as prepared as you can for today's trading opportunity. So we'll do all our analysis over the course of the next sort of fifteen minutes, and uh, we post our trade plan into the chat box for you, so you can you can see what we what we're looking to engage with uh, as far as these markets are concerned, and. Uh, We'll, uh, we'll do our fundamental analysis, we'll look at sentiment, we'll also look at um, technical analysis as well, and we'll try and position ourselves as best we can uh, with that analysis in mind. Now, we've got this, this dilemma for these markets, and I think the price action is playing out. The fact that we have this expectation from, um, from central banks, and the markets are expecting central banks, to, to start cutting rates, whether it's the... It's the ECB, um, which are expecting four rate hikes, or whether it's uh, the US and the Fed, which uh, I think the markets are expecting anywhere between three and potentially six rate, sorry, I said rate hikes. I meant to say rate reductions. Apologies, I do apologize. Um, so we've got this dilemma where there's an expectation for rates to come down, but what we're also beginning to see is, is unfortunately inflation begin to tick a little bit higher. And that is a real dilemma for central banks because the last thing they want to do is bring down rates in order for inflation because it's quite inflationary uh, to, to, to lower rates, uh, as we know. Um, and the problem is if inflation starts to kick on again and there'll, there'll be another round of rate hikes and that, that's what these central banks are really, I think, trying to avoid. Um, so they've got this dilemma and I think this is playing out in these markets as we speak. So there's... There's obviously a number of sort of favorable aspects to this to these markets and there's a there's a number of unfortunately very negative aspects to these markets um interesting we'll comment on bond market um price moves as well so um we'll uh we'll try and put a bit of a, a coherent spin on something on market conditions which are, are not that coherent and i think all this is borne out in actual price action so we'll we'll discuss all that with you. So um, please see our risk warning currently up on screen, of course. And all profitable traders need to make decisions, and, and trading is all about decision making on which markets to trade. So do you have a means in which you can identify? Right. Well, today we need to be looking at the yen or, or the dollar or, or the or crude oil or whatever. You need to have a means in which to to focus your attention. And then it's about your levels, of course. So this is your this is your trading strategy. Where where do you get in and where do you get out? And and why do you why do you make those decisions around those prices? Um, how do you manage risk? Hopefully, keeping your risk levels low, especially when you're starting out. When you get more experienced, um, you can of course start to increase risk. Uh, unfortunately, um, most traders you know really struggle in this environment because they take on too much risk too early. So they do the opposite. They take on significant risk to begin with, and then they they suddenly realize that actually we need to be trading at much, much lower risks. So risk is very important. Uh, trade management, uh, trade that market. When if price is moving in your favor, you want to be able to mitigate risk. And you know, all this is wrapped up in trading psychology. And uh, there's there's two major aspects to psychology. There's your own in terms of your own pressures and your own thoughts. And, this, and how that can, you know, if you're exuberant, you might be more willing to take more trades, trade higher uh, size. Um, if you're 
if you've taken a series of losing trades, you become a little bit cautious. You might decide to let a few opportunities go. You might undersize quite significantly. So be be conscious of your own psychology when you're when you're trading these markets. Um, and then the market have their own uh, sort of psychology and their own sort of patterns. So these financial markets for us are like a, a living, breathing organism, and you just want to sort of be able to uh, identify where prices are going next with all of that in mind. All right. So we address these considerations every day in our live trade rooms, and we are strong advocates of being uh, consistent in our approach, accurate with the levels we use, disciplined with our own capital, of course. We're, we're not frivolous with our trades. We'd only take trades if we have the right sort of conditions in which to do so um, more often than not. So, and, and we're willing to be patient if, if, the, if, it's, if that's required as well. So good morning, everyone. Good to have you with us. So let's start with these potential market moving news. So like I said, we've got this bit of a quandary for these markets to, to, to well, it's for central banks really to decide how do they engage and interact with um with inflation actually ticking a little bit higher. Um, so we, we go back really to last Thursday's CPI numbers. Um, we we're expecting three point, well, no, sorry, previously, in the previous month, we saw an annual uh, inflation rate of 3.1. We were expecting 3.2 and it came in, unfortunately, significantly higher, 3.4. So that's a sizable little jump off 3.1 when the expectations was, you know, we could be at 3%, 2.9. So if you look at it that way, there's quite a sizable uh, shift to the upside for US inflation. Now, we, we know this is, this is broadly driven by um, sort of core services, kind of keeping those... Um, the, these inflation numbers really, really high. There's other aspects of inflation which are really, really low. Um, but the headline number is 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 the only number that we can really kind of work with. Um, and what was interesting is we we would have expected a downside move across the indices markets, and we saw an initial move lower before we saw actually a bit of a, an attempt to make new highs, which then failed. And then we saw the, let's say the, the proper move begin to kick in and we made new lows, but they didn't stick around for very long before prices started to reverse. And now there's the potential for these markets to, to be quite bullish again. But we are, it must be said with many of these industry markets, we are at, um, at resistance levels. Um, so they need to make that move. And it's all about the commitment of others. And at the moment, we're questioning how committed are those buyers? Um, because they don't seem or appear to be that committed, i.e. Not, not breaking those highs and making new highs just yet. So we will see. There's a lot of forces driving, you know, that are, that are quite positive um, on the growth side of things. Uh, this... And this is probably a good time to bring this in. Look what's happening across the bond markets. So ten year um, is is 
quite a while bond yields rolling over to the downside so price up yield down but it's the two-year that's moving towards the 10-year not the other way around so this is meaning that we we had an uh, inverted market, market condition now for i think 18 months maybe two years close to two years and that always signifies a recession but now we're seeing this um this inversion unwind so I, it, you know, we were up at over 100 basis points, 105, I think, at one point. And now we've squeezed back down. So it just means that the, and you want more, more sort of, when you have inverted markets, you've got very um, disrupted markets um, where you have risk over the near term is much, much greater than over the longer term. And... Um, and if you consider risk, what this what this is saying, what these bond yields are saying is that there is um, the risks seem to be coming out of, of the, the near term sort of market dynamics and, and getting much, much closer to those longer term. So. So that's quite an interesting move. And under circumstances like this, you would expect that to be um, when you have these bond yields down you'd expect that to be quite positive for equity markets. So that's that's something that these equity markets have in their favor. Now, um, it does mean that a recession, for the first time ever, uh, uh, we need to check the, the charts just to make sure that every single time we do get uh, inverted bond yields, um, we get a recession. Now, it's debatable what type of recession we're going to get. And um, these central banks are front and center um, in that discussion in terms of what they do regarding rates. So the problem with, with higher rates, and, and these are your rate levels in here, five and a half uh, for the RBNZ is five and a half, uh, for the Fed, five and a half, uh, for the UK, 5.25, uh, and the Eurozone, 4.5. So they're all, the market's anticipating that all of these central bankers will actually start lowering rates. and. You know, that's really important for those that are really kind of struggling with higher debt repayments, whether it's individual sort of household mortgage debt, or whether it's um, it's government and, and corporate debt. So it would be a huge help, I guess, to uh, those that are indebted if those rates start to come down. Okay, um, it's important to note it's a bank holiday today in the US. So that is a bit of a, a spanner in the spokes. Uh, we'll be closing observance of Martin, Martin Luther King Day, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, should I say. Um, so we're going to have a bit of a quiet afternoon, it seems. We've got also Davos. We've got the World Economic Forum in Davos yet again. Um, we'll, we'll probably get a lot, lot of analysis this afternoon and today just to see what the discussions are. Um, it's a lot of it is kind of central banking. Um, there's a lot of focus on AI and what, you know, what kind of recession are we going to get? Um, and I suppose really what these markets are telling us and oh, and this week as well, we've got important uh, retail sales numbers out of the US um, and we've got CPI year on year expected to still come down ever so slightly for the UK economy. And if, if inflation for these economies come really 
really down significantly and they keep coming down, then there's no need for these central bankers to be up at these rates where they're at. Um, so, so um, we've got strong unemployment, really strong job markets, not just in the US, but in the UK and across Europe, um, relatively strong jobs, relatively strong growth. We're going to get more earnings out this week as well. Not not a great start to the earnings season with, with bank earnings uh, out at the end of last week. Um, you know, projecting kind of a worrying outlook for the year ahead, which is um, just a cautious sort of view. And lots of individual little one-off little news events, nothing major um, for the week uh, once we overcome um, Wednesday's and these are the retail sales for, for December, don't forget. And there's every expectation we're going to get very mildly positive retail sales numbers, which means the economy is actually still performing really, really well. Okay, so putting this analysis into consideration, uh, if we look at sentiment first, you can see the indecision the last couple of trading days, um, you know, not really making much, much progress. Today, it's looking a little bit more positive, but... We do want to just take note of the fact that we are struggling to make new highs. So if you look at this candlestick in here, on Friday we rallied up to these highs and bounced off it, couldn't break those highs, um, couldn't break the lows to the downside. And as a result, you've got this, this flag pattern. It's, 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 it's a bullish flag and we have these lower highs, higher lows, and you've got this narrowing of price action. And the only thing, prices are still trading inside those ranges, and, and that's all they're really doing. So we've got this indecision, and um, we are very interested to see. We're anticipating these markets are going to roll over to the downside. So we're actually looking for the sell trade. But it's going to, it just remains to be seen. Um, we could get a little box and just wrap it around here. Since mid-December, we're not really making that much progress we are up at these elevated levels but not really getting anywhere that that quickly and there is there's beginning to, to see a, a bit of a, a an upside positivity to these markets again but let's see if that if that is sustained so equity wise our bias we've got strong resistance up at these levels you've got um all-time highs you've got recent highs as well and uh but the expectation is, and we couldn't break those highs on Friday. So let's see if these markets can break these highs today and we'll see. But, you know, again, the Dow Jones, uh, you've got three weeks, four weeks of sort of sideways moving patterns. So very tough decision to make. Look, you could put a little blanket over the, the, the German DAX. And really, it's been the surprising trade really over the last few trading days since last Wednesday, and we gapped higher as well, um, is um, is the Nikkei, and we're continuing to rally. So this is a sizable, sizable uptick. Um, we took about a ten percent move in just a few days. Um, up at these elevated levels, we kind of need some sort of technical setup to to focus on. So equities higher, it seems, but at major resistance. So we want to see where they go from here. So crude oil, um, really, really strong rejection in the end on Friday. Um, 
still nothing has changed so we know how volatile uh, the oil markets can be and this is quite a surprising reversal if you consider what's going on in the middle east and the tensions that are building with these houthi rebels in the red sea and and airstrikes from the so th there's perhaps not quite the disruption that most would have anticipated but that disruption is not too far away and we're, we're kind of trading the, the 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 sentiment behind the prices of oil rather than um you know the the, the technical supply demand dynamic we're just anticipating that that the prices of oil are going to push higher because of these conflicts uh, in the middle east so slightly unusual um sort of trade there so gold, there is an appetite to, to be buying gold. We were talking about a, a buy trade above the 2044. We're now above that level. The problem is we had a really, we had a nearly a $30 stop loss, which was, which was too high considering there's very little to work with uh, for these um, for these dollar markets. And we'll have a look at that now. So there's your two, four, six, eight, ten 10 day sideways moving pattern for the Euro dollar really not giving us much to work with the dollar is is not a great trade really right now um further yen weakness which is again what we're trading we might have a look at the yen first before we finish off the dollar so we were talking about this pullback into the 184.30 level we got that on friday and we're, we're, we're looking to stick with this trade to see if we get further upside and so far so good on that trade so that's the yen we are in favor of further yen weakness. Um, finishing off the dollar, there's a lot of two, four, six, eight. Again, nearly 10 days of sideways moving patterns. Um, sideways moving, but with a slight bullish aspect to the, to the dollar CAD. But we're already in uh, oil to the upside. Um, and now we're beginning to get that little rollover to the downside for the Aussie dollar. So we're in the Aussie dollar to the downside. So there's every potential that these a few of these trades oh no excuse me we just marginally got stopped out on this trade um i'm going to remove that because we had a bit of a bit of an issue with displaying our entry and our stop loss so uh, our bias is always to the downside and on the euro dollar and the aussie dollar um our bias is lower but we uh we got stopped out on uh, towards the end of last week on those two trades but we're still in four other trades which are well, it all depends really on the S&P 500 and, and the NASDAQ. If the, if these roll over to the downside and we get a bit of a downside move, then they'll turn into really decent profitable trades. So a few trades there to look at. So um, what we'll do is we'll switch rooms now to our live trade room guys. So we look to, we look to see where we can take advantage of these trades. So I think it's fair to say we've got Kind of a mixed indecisive backdrop equities moving sideways broadly with strong resistance just above the dollar's not really giving us much to work with we're already in oil um i suppose gold we could probably expect some further upside the problem with us trading gold to the upside is it's a counter trend to um We're already, we're already anticipating the indices to be rolling over to the downside, which they're not doing so just yet. Um, but if that's the case, 
then uh, the gold buy trade would be a bit of a hedge against that, um, that type of setup. So, um, potential US indice weakness. So we just want to be ready and prepared for a bit of US indice weakness. Um, US oil buying above that $74 level. Let's have a quick look at that again. Yeah, we're at that 74. No, we're just below it, aren't we? 73. Um, so yeah, there was a short-term buy trade up there. I don't think that's going to... So we can have another look at uh, further yen weakness. Is there anything else that we're interested in? Um, gold would, would be more of a hedge trade for us, but um, for those of you that are looking to trade it, Let's go to 2062, just to identify it as an opportunity, but um, we'll decide if prices get up to that level, whether we're actually interested in buying this trade or not. So um, so gold buy above the 2062. Okay, so, so really these markets will be awaiting quite positive retail sales figures. So we can expect that to have a positive impact on these markets. Um, now the problem is we've got higher inflation, really low unemployment. So all of these things, uh, sorry guys, I'm just realizing that my screen Right, guys, apologies for that. The, the screen slipped. Um, let me post the chat, this into the chat box. Uh, I'm going to get on to Demio because uh, this keeps happening. And yeah, don't know why. Okay, so look, that's our trade plan. It's pretty, it's, it's just mixed in nature. There's just, there's nothing really screaming out at us to be able to to pull the trigger. Um, and we're currently in four open trades at the minute and uh, two of them are winners, two of them are losers, not really making any progress in either direction. And we still need to give them loads of time to, to evolve. Uh, crude oil and pound yen still have plenty upside in them. And we're looking for that rollover in the S&P and the NASDAQ, which we're not really getting just yet, but we're anticipating we will do. So we have every potential that these four trades could still turn into really decent trades. So we're going to monitor them accordingly. Um, I've just posted that into the chat box there, guys, for you that today's trade plan is kind of mixed in nature, um, where we can have a good look at these industry markets and see if they do start rolling over to the downside. If that's the case, there's potential U.S. indice weakness to try and take advantage of. We, we're looking at the yen for further yen weakness. And we're also, um, there's a potential buy trade in gold. If we get above the 2062, we'd expect prices to squeeze higher from there. All right. So um, in terms of market narratives, we're still in this sort of dovish Fed rate pivot narrative. And the problem is we've got higher or sticky inflation than, than, we, than these central banks would like. 
And I think they need to address the inflation situation before they can start lowering rates. So we're not sure where we stand on it, really. We're, we're kind of sitting on the fence a little bit. And I think it's important to just see more data, really, before we can sort of make that call. Now, saying that we go through periods of buying where we're, we're comfortable buying. And then if we get a strong, like we are at the minute, we're anticipating a bit of a rollover to the downside, then we'll, uh, we'll absolutely uh, sell these markets with conviction as well. And that's the beauty about being a day trader as well. So we can buy and sell. All right. Any questions, guys, feel free to post them. Look, thanks very much for joining us. Sorry about the, the screen slipping there uh, briefly. So um, uh, we'll try and get to the bottom of why that's happening. That was happening a few times last week as well. All right. Look, so thanks very much for joining us as always. Um, do um, uh, do join us in our trade room if we can, uh, if we can assist you in these markets. Uh, we're going to switch rooms now, so we'll see you very shortly. For everyone here, do take care uh, and bye for now.